Welcome to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mac. Welcome to week two of Double Down with Garrett and Mac. This is Jeracy Mac, and I'm going to hold Audrey off for a few minutes because she got so much excitement in her life right now. I might not get a word in edgewise doing this show. Ooh, I mean, how we about got those Browns? Go Browns! <laughs> for all my Cowboy fans out there, the pain is real. The pain is real. But but I'm I'm gonna talk for a few minutes before I let Audrey get in because. With the situations with the Browns, I'm so proud of them. But Cowboy fans, hey, next week is another shot at it. And then we have issues with our president that's going on. And different things from the debate to his medical situation. Not your your turn yet. Not your turn. So as everyone knows, I'm going to start out with my Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And now I'm going to let Audrey Garrett have her moment of glory. Okay, first of all, let me just say I'm a Cowboy fan. Now, you know the story. I'm a Cowboy fan since I was 11 years old, but you know, my Browns was in town. I got you from a baby. The Browns brought it through. Come through. Come on, Cowboy Nation. I love you. But go Browns. Yes, 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 yes. And and, and ask for your president, 45. Mm. I'd like to take Jesus. a moment to wish him and his wife a speedy recovery. True. True. I'm trying to be prayerful. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to. to, to, to mm, um, you know, I, I, I. I'm holding. I'm holding you down. I'm holding. I'm, you I'm down. trying. I'm trying. Now you know my my thought process is. I do. I want him. To, I just want him to suffer a little bit. Um, at, you know, I've told you I'm a COVID survivor, and I, I struggle to breathe. My struggle was real. You know, my husband almost died. I mean, it it was real over here. And I need him to just struggle for breath a little bit. Um, I didn't have any cocktail. They didn't send no cocktail to my house. Uh, for me to take and and I didn't get any um uh extra oxygen and, and quite frankly they sent Lawrence home twice so and would not admit him to the hospital and his oxygenation rate got down to to 89 percent so for all those people who are having to be sent home and not receive oxygen and care and you know here go Chris Christie checking himself in the hospital with precaution they would it, they put my husband out on the curb you know, it, oh. the craziness. So, but you know, they sent him I, home and used the fluorescent light. Now you know, I hope he drank some bleaching, <laughs> light, you know, and stuck that UV light up his butt. I know you, girl, ma'am, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm gonna say it for you because my thought process. But with that said, we have a wonderful <laughs> show. We have a wonderful show today, Jeracy. I am so excited about the ladies that we have on the show. We have Mary. Fisher Nassib. She is the mother of Carl Nassib, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. Too bad they are not having fans. Hey. And I want to go to Vegas. And then we have the fabulous I mother. Do too, Mary. <laughs> I have we have the fabulous mother of Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, he just is like so outstanding. And she is Gwendolyn oh. Jenkins. And she is in charge of his foundation. And I'm looking so forward to being able to um, to speak with her and to to let her shine a light on the things that Malcolm is doing in the community and that um, I find out what Carl is doing. And as we, you know, before we came on the show, we were laughing about being moms and what we don't know about football. So what what did you say? How do you you feel about football? Uh, I'm not a fan of it. The bands are great. The halftime entertainment. I mean, for God's sake, people sit there and yell out first down. And I'm like, where is the yellow line? How do they know quicker than I do? I can't see the line. You need to stay home and watch it on TV. How do you keep up with that when you can't see the line? Because the line is on TV, girl. It's not it. Come on. Come come through. You, you got, No, no, no. Mary said she didn't know what a pick six was. That's 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 that that's. I don't. That's a scratch off game from the Texas lottery. Exactly. That's on the side of your. <laughs> I can't. Cost a dollar twenty five. Well, you know exactly. You, know, it, it, you, you you can't help but you know people assume that moms that we know about football that we you know know the X's and O's as they call it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, the only sport I know one hundred percent is track and field because I participated. So when my daughter was doing it. I got that part. Basketball and football, 
I, I'm, I'm watching my kid do whatever he does in his position play. <laughs> and give you my I'm knowledge. I, I know that the, the boy that put the ball between his legs is going to the quarterback. <laughs> he's he's, oh, I, he's, he's, he's the one that can throw the football. <laughs> I hand it off. I know that uh, uh, I know that when they kick the ball through the through the uh, goal, if they hadn't scored a touchdown, that's a field goal. And did y'all know that? The oh, it's field not goal a free throw. Wait a minute, it's not a free throw. Come no. on now, ladies. No, then no, no, I would be I would be sarcastic. I would be sarcastic. I would you be know, the field goal kicker and. <laughs> And the punter are totally two different people. And but I do know that when the man run out there on the field and he hold his hand up and he's got that orange and red thing on it, we're in a commercial. Okay, now I have to confess so okay. something I said I did not realize when we were talking. I did not know that. How did you figure that out? So because that's all I know how to pay attention to. <laughs> I didn't know anything else was going on. Oh. I cannot. I cannot. And I, and I know my son is on the field. Well, but, but what do you think, Gwendolyn, when you hear us as new moms, you know, sit here and go, yeah, I mean, uh, we're watching our kids since they were kids. Yeah, well, the important part is that, you know, that's why we have organizations like the Professional Football Players Mothers Association so that we can educate you on the business in the game of football. Because you have to be able to represent. You can't have a son on the field and not know what he's doing. Okay, are you telling me that you've known you've known since Malcolm was a little boy, all the stuff that he, all the plays, you knew exactly what was going on. You were a football mom. I was always a football mom. Football was the sport in our home. That's the only sport that we really was engaged in. And from Pop Warner, I was in the fans. I mean, I might not know everything, but I try to Stay up on it, yeah. Okay, that's that's, that's <laughs> oh, you know what I I, I unfortunately I know what I know what a pick six is. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I can tell you this that when um in in our house because we have children play three different sports. So mm-hmm. my oldest played basketball, and then so my middle my middle child who's a girl she did track and field and basketball, and then Miles did football. So we didn't have the the I guess luxury of saying. You know, it was just one sport. Right. I couldn't tell you any more about basketball technically than, I mean, I know all the positions, you know, I had a hard time when they were saying he's in the post, knowing that that was a center position because mm-hmm. when I was younger, they called you a center. Whereas now they say you're, you're in the post. It's like, so my husband, he'll tell me, just be quiet. Just, <laughs> you know, hey, you now I can, I ahead, can completely walk baseball and the baby boy, my baby boy, Keelan Mack. That's my baseball player. And I can completely walk you through all that. My favorite saying when he's up is, we'll holla. Oh, Lord. Because that means we just got a home run. Track and feel, <laughs> track and feel so, so much easier. So when you hear me talk about baby boy and you hear me say, we'll holla, y'all know what that means. Oh. So Mary, he's how many my little home run king. So I have five kids. And, and Gwen, I do agree with you, too. I think that's why... Um, Mothers can learn from each other, especially about yeah. the sports. But um, what, I, you know, I have an older son, Ryan, who was drafted by the Giants in 2014. But uh, I was always busy running to all the different games and sports and everything and just trying to keep the schedule straight was what was so important. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting at one of Ryan's games and the man next to me says, well, we'll be seeing him on Sunday. And I thought, oh, my God, what is Sunday? Is there another thing that I have to do? <laughs> and um, so at, from that point, I've really um, learned a lot over the last 10 years about a lot of things. And it's so important. Everyone's at, always at a different place on their journey and educating others about what you know and helping them along so that they can support the players and support the team and support the organizations. It's so important that we do that. It is. Well, you know what? Uh, we kind of we kind of joined you guys in in the intro, but when we return from the break, we're going to actually uh, provide some details of your backgrounds, and and introduce you guys more formally, uh, so that people will, will have a better idea of of who you are. Because you're not just the mother of Carl, you're not just the mother of Malcolm. It's just a small aspect of who you are individually, and and we're so happy and thrilled to have you on the show this afternoon. Um, yeah, I have I have a feeling, Gwendolyn, you're going to be able to teach us little new young people coming into the 
uh, <laughs> the world of football moms quite a bit in this conversation. Um, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I run. I actually have run into moms who have still never heard of, of PIFMA. And mm-hmm. I really want you to give us an overview of what the organization is so that other mothers um, can find out about the organization that is out there for us as moms of professional football players so that we can be a better resource and support to each other. Um, and and I, I look forward to on the front side of the break, giving you that opportunity to speak on that. So as we end now, we're going to go to a break and uh, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. Welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. As you all can see, I allow Audrey her time to enjoy her Browns-Cowboys win, although I enjoyed it as well, too. And y'all heard my basic knowledge of football, but at least I knew when it was when it, we were on commercial break and none of the other parents knew the commercial break. So some things are very important to know when you're looking at the sport of, of uh, football. Yeah. So... We have joining with us today is Gwen Jenkins. She is the president of the Professional Football Players Moms Association. She is also the mother of Malcolm Jenkins, who is a two-time NFL Super Bowl champion and a three-time Pro Bowl safety. Uh, the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation uh, is a nonprofit 501c3 with a mission effect positive change in the lives of youth, particularly those in underserved communities. And this is in New Jersey, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Louisiana, and focus on education, uh, character development, life skills, health, wellness, and recreation. So ladies and gentlemen, a mom who has three rings she can keep. <laughs> two. two, two Super Bowl three rings. Super Bowl. Can I get one? No, let me keep that straight. My son, <laughs> my son has two Super Bowl rings. I, I celebrate it, you know, the victory, but I don't have rings. <laughs> that's that's another myth. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another myth. The mom gets the rings. Mom gets the ring. Yeah. It, you know, isn't I, I was going to ask you that he doesn't let you even have one since he has two. He doesn't let you kind of roll with one. 
And what am I going to do with his ring? I'm certainly not going to wear I it. I keep all mine put up. I, I just, it's in a memorabilia box for me. It's his rings. I do have, I do have four pairs of gold pants from the Ohio State Buckeye. <laughs> <laughs> gold pants. I'm going to go. It's a tradition from, from the Buckeyes when they beat uh, Michigan and, and they, you know, they get the gold pants and he has four pairs every season that he was. There. So he never lost to him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, is that, wait a minute, is that a, a giggle of pride there? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, the other mother we have joining us is Mary Fisher Nassib. She is Nassib. I always call her Nassib. Nassib, she is the mother of Carl Nassib, one of my favorite, favorite players out of Penn State. I I met Mary now. Um, she's a former athlete herself. And she actually has an organization called So Good Now, which is a philanthropic organization to give back, uh, athletes giving back into the community. And she has been talking to me for about it for a couple of years now. And I'm so proud of her because she is, is uh, intent on making sure that her athletes in her life, and she has two sons that are in uh, professional sports, that they give back to the community um, as a whole and, and so, so back into the system. And it is, it is a vital part of who she is and uh, how she uses this platform. But Gwendolyn, we do want to start with you um, as a president of PIFMA. Can you give us some insight on being a seasoned NFL mom? Give us some tips and some, some new moms who are coming in, who may be listening and sons uh, maybe getting ready to step into this, this arena is challenging for everybody. How can moms help and what, what resources are out there for them? Thank you. Um, first, I wanna say, you know, the Professional Football Players Mothers Associ Association, um, which we refer to as PIFMA, is um, a great resource, um, not only for new moms, but for, for moms whose sons have been in the business it's a support network, um, an inf information network for mothers of players, past and present. And it was founded um, by a group of moms back in, I believe it was 1997, um, recognizing that there was no mechanism there um, in place to provide that type of information. You're coming into this new environment. Um, you don't really don't, you don't know what you don't know. And so it, it's a good, um, avenue for moms to get together, get to understand um, the business um, so that they can better support their sons um, on this endeavor. And so um, right now, uh, PIFMA is a national nonprofit. It's comprised of those moms who serve um, as mothers or in the role of a mother of a player's life. Um, and we use that network to um, impact the communities in which our sons live and work um, through charitable giving um, programs and initiatives that support the community. And so we're, we're able to empower our members to make a difference collectively as an organization, but also individually in their own communities. I have a I have a question. Um, I, as I was at the game uh, two weeks ago for Miles, one of the uh, rookies' moms walked up to me, and one of the first thing I said is, "Are you a member of the Pitbull organization?" She's like, "Well, what is that?" Mm -hmm. So, how are we letting new moms of guys who are just getting drafted and coming in their first or second year? Is it just word of mouth? What, I mean, how is our organization letting women know that we're out here to support them? Well, I'm the newly elected president. Um, I, I have three terms that I'm serving and, and that's um, primary on my platform is to increase our membership and to um, spread the word and get the word out for moms. In the past, we've had avenues such as the draft um, where we would have a presence um, at the draft when um, the NFLPA and the play engagement would invite us. We had an opportunity to speak to incoming uh, or parents of incoming uh, draftees. Uh, we used to have a presence at the Rookie Symposium, as well as other um, NFL uh, um, engagement opportunities. But some of those have been eliminated just based on the restructuring of the league. 
And so it's very important that we um, get the word out and we're doing that through workshops um, you know, having teas, inviting moms in, just getting the word out that we even exist and to find out what we're about um, now. I mean, this organization has been in uh, place for some years. And so, um, especially in this environment of COVID, we're pivoting and kind to, um, you know, looking at the organization um, and redefining who we are and, and what we're about. So this would be a great time for moms um, to get involved, to see how they they can contribute their gifts, because it, you know it's a collective uh, organization that you know the stronger the the more we have the stronger we are and, and the better we can support each other. Mary and I are always talking about the things that we don't know as moms. In fact, I I shared with Mary that she should join. What would what kind of question would you have for Gwendolyn as a seasoned NFL mom, Mary, if you were new coming in? Well, um, that's a great question, Audrey. And uh, I just joined PIFMA uh, this summer. And as I mentioned before, life's very busy and understanding how many things you can become a part of um, and how many things you can actually um, commit to, it, it, it varies. So um, having someone like you, Audrey, speak to it and say, yes, I know this organization, I'm part of it, uh, was great. But then once I actually joined, I immediately felt home is the way I would describe it, because um, there aren't a lot of women out there that actually understand what life is like having a player at the college level and, and the... Um, at, at the professional level. Right. So just hearing, you know, the conversation about the ring and people's perceptions of what life is and then what reality is. We're still their mothers. They still have the struggles that every mother out there has. It's just the way I described it to one of my friends is that how would you like it if your son went for an interview and every single one of the kids in his high school was waiting to hear if he got the job or not. That's the kind of pressure that um, our sons have to have to deal with. And as mothers, you know, from the day they're born, you feel what they feel. So mm-hmm. that I'm among other moms who get it, who who say, hey, this is not all a walk in the park. There's a lot that goes with it that other people don't see and can't understand. So I'd say the first thing is I just felt home because I knew that I was in a place where people would understand if I had a question. In the last three months, I've committed to helping increase the membership and sharing the story and help identify so that we can connect other moms. But I would say my question for Gwen would be is from the time you started um, you know, you grew, I guess you have a longer um, history with football as it was in your family growing up. So you probably felt more at home than I did. But when when did you feel that um, you were committed enough to become president of this organization? And what, what do you see that new members would need the most? I saw in terms of committed to be president of the organization when I joined <laughs> You know, I, um, I just see such great potential in an organization like this. Um, moms from all over different walks of life bringing different gifts that could collectively, you know, um, combine those gifts and has so, can make such an impact in the world. And so I've always looked forward to an opportunity to lead, whether it was from a president's position or not. I've taken leadership roles within the organization leading up to president. Um, I sought this organization out um, when my son was drafted, really just on my own looking for help, looking for something. Wait a minute, Gwendolyn, so did you, did you hear, how'd you, did you, I'm sorry, how did you hear about it? Did you know it was there? Were you like, well, if it's not there, I'm going to create it. How did you find, I mean, I'm a former NBA mom, so I knew about if there was an NBA Moms Association, there had to be a corresponding NFL Moms Association. So how did you know? How did you seek it out? 
just on the internet, just looking, you know, um, just like learning about the whole process with my son being drafted and what that, what to expect. That was through my own research and just trying to find as much information as possible to prepare for that process, you know, just so that, you know, I'm, I'm educated um, to help my son. And so after that, you know, you're left feeling like, okay, I have no knowledge on this world. So you seek it out. Is there a group out here? Are there other moms out here that could, that you can tap into and get answers? And I came across this organization and I joined. Now are Miles and Martin football players also? Your other no. two sons? No. Okay. Um, Martin played on a high school level, um, but didn't pursue it, you know, for college. And Miles is a tech. <laughs> My son, they all have three different, you know, paths. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So was Malcolm the only sports guy? I mean, just because they're nerdy doesn't mean they're not sports guy. No, actually, uh, I think my son, my middle son, Martin, was probably the better athlete um, than Malcolm. Uh, Miles was not interested, you know, in in sports. By the way, I love your son's name. Thank you. (laughs) Having having a Miles myself. Very, Very strong. Yes. And you spell it the correct way, by the way. We spell it the same exact way for both of our sons. So mm-hmm. I, I love that. Um, go ahead, Tracy. Well, ladies, we're getting ready for a commercial break. But when we come back, Mary, I want to hit on something that you said when you said, think about your son going for an interview and all of his high school friends want to know if he got the job or not. Because as you all know right now, my son is a free agent. And having other mothers to be able to talk to about that, some people just don't, they don't understand that when he breathes, you breathe. And when he feels pressure, you feel pressure. So we're going to take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to garrettandmac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. 
We want to take this opportunity to welcome you back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. We have been having an interesting conversation with Gwendolyn Jenkins, the mother of Malcolm Jenkins, and Mary Fisher Nassib, who is the mother of Carl Nassib. And when we left to go to break, Geraci was was querying um, Mary related to free agency and how you deal uh, with the son's pain as they they traverse the uh, business of the NFL. Go ahead, Geraci. Well, one of the things is Dalen is a free agent right now, and he's having a hard time. Maybe I should say mama's having a hard time because you want to fix it all. And he doesn't know sometimes which avenue or which road to take. And I wouldn't either had I not been a part of Professional Moms Association because I have some moms that I can reach out to. But as he is, he's left from his from teens, he hasn't he he don't want to talk about it. And I don't know how to deal with it without talking about it because I want to talk about it, but he don't want to talk about it. So it's put he and I in a situation where I'm like, son, talk to me. And he's like, no, mom, I don't want to talk about it. I'm grown now. And I'm like, no, you're still my baby. But he has, when he hurts, I hurt. And when he breathes, I, you know, every breath that he takes that hurts him, it hurts me too. And so it's hard to not it's hard to remember that they are grown. This is their professional job. Your mom, you need to stay in your place. But how do I stay in my place? Because I want to be there for him and I want to talk to him. I want to yell at him. I want to talk to him. I want to hug him. I want to deal with it. Mary, how did y'all, can y'all give me some insights on how to do it? Because I, I just, my thing is, is trying to make sure he's okay. Um, yeah, I think it is hard. And um, that is, you know, one of the things that happens is as they mature, your relationship matures and your role shifts. But I'd, I'd actually like to bring Gwen in on it because I, I, as you know, she's been a member of PIFMA for so many years. And I'm sure you've had this conversation and probably even helped uh, several mothers and, and, you know, how to counsel their sons through situations like this? I think, I think the way you can help your son is to get informed yourself. You know, um, it's not necessarily, you know, talking to him about what's going on in that process, but get informed to see how you could support him, get the information that he may need. It's important for him to have a circle, not just you, but a team, a network of people um, that help him, that support. You play a role in that, but you are not the role in understanding. You get to know what that role is, you know, and, and you balance that out because you, you're no longer, he's not, he's not the baby. I mean, he is a grown man. Um, Say it one more time for Gwen. Cause I, he's not a baby, a grown man, he's a grown man. Jesus, 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 stop it, stop it. And he's so baby. he is your baby, but he's not a baby. Correct. And so true. Um, helping true. him, um, even if it's just provide, making sure he's informed so he can make informed decisions for himself, for himself. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think that's how you could be most helpful. And then, like I said, um, he should have other um, members of his support team that are experts in different areas that can help him make those decisions. Um, and you play, you're part of that team, but you you should not be the team anymore. How, how integral <laughs> were you in Malcolm's development when he first went in? Um, as, as this is Miles's fourth year and as he gets older and matures and is starting to handle stuff I know I am backing off and so you know he handles more of his contracts he handles more of his business the first four years we have been you know you know my husband and I were just like on it we were involved heavily at what point did you start rolling back and then move towards more of the foundation? Because we have to get to you guys' foundations. This is important too, but we want to talk about the foundational part. But when did you when did you start to back off and start letting him handle, or when did he tell you to back off and I can handle um, it? Hmm. Um, it just evolved. It, I don't think it was a telling to back off, and I haven't backed off. I just have my my lane. I know what my role is. Yeah, that's where um, I am. You know, um, my role is is primarily over 
the philanthropic part, the charitable um, outreach, um, things that he wants to do in the community. He has a lot of other business endeavors that I'm part of that team, but that's not my area. So he has other people in that area and we become a team. So we all know what we're doing and what, um, what he's doing. And, and this is the support team that he has in place, but we can't be all over each other, you right. know? So um, just understanding that role. And at the beginning, um, he didn't have that team. So at the beginning, um, very much involved and primarily um, just him getting his feet on the ground you know, understanding that that's the priority all the time is the job, you know, the football uh, provides the opportunity to do all of the other things. And then as he's putting more and more on his plate, you have to find a lane because you can't handle it all either. And he can't. So that's why you need other people that you trust. Of course, you're going to, you're going to have some oversight and saying, who is this person? And you'll never stop that, you know, what are they doing? You still want to keep your I'm eye. I'm picking your little friends. I'm going to pick your yeah, little friends. Yeah, yeah, to some extent. <laughs> it is like that to some extent. But when you realize that he can make good decisions. Right, right. You know, you've laid the foundation. Right. Um, and so he moves forward making great decisions. And then you just keep an eye on things. Because, you know, in this business, there are vultures out there. There are people always mm-hmm. scheming to take advantage. And Indeed. Indeed. Mary, uh, Mary, how about you guys with Carl? What, what, what did you have in place? Did you, did, I mean, cause you already had a son that went through this before. So did that give you the preparation for it? So I have five children, right. And, and my, I think um, sons in the NFL is a a difficult bridge to cross over as well. Um, just because they're faced with big decisions really quickly right out of college. And you kind of think, well, you want to be part of that because they don't have a lot of experience. But um, my daughter, Carrie, is the oldest. And when she had her first child, that was another bridge you had to cross because parenting a parent is a whole nother um, way that, you know, you have to learn what to do. And the biggest thing there is not saying anything, right? And just stepping back. So I would, I would have to say it's it's more of an art. You have to kind of feel your way through it. I like what Gwen said, educate yourself. And as far as the philanthropy goes, that's exactly what I decided to do because athletes have, have influence on, on uh, younger athletes. And, you know, there's 45 million athletes, young athletes in organized sports annually in the United States. So when you think about the messaging that that not even NFL players, but really high performing high school players can have on younger generations, as moms right here today, we have something that is very special. And Gwen, when you talk about the gifts, so right now getting organized, educating ourselves and getting organized is the is the best way we can help them in the future because we're all one team. You know, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because as we come back um, in our next segment, that's the part we're going to touch on. We're going to touch on touch on those philanthropic opportunities that our sons have provided this platform for us to step into, and how we embrace the opportunity to impact our communities. How we're going to impact the lives of other people that come behind our sons and um, not only be an example for other athletes, but for other mothers and adults to get involved on the community level. It, it does take a village, you know, not so necessarily to raise just your kid, but to raise and, and produce a productive society in general. So that's one of the things we want to touch on when we come back, the philanthropic part that each of you ladies have embraced. You've tough, touched on it briefly. So if you'll just give us a few minutes and bear with us, we'll come back with Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, 
You need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now, back to Double Down. we like to welcome everybody back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Again, our email address is garrettandmac at gmail.com. If you have any questions or anything that you want us to know, anything that you want to hear a topic on the show or any comments from our show, please feel free to email us. And again, we're with Gwendolyn Jenkins and Mary Fisher Nasbitt. Uh, Gwen, let's talk about Malcolm's, um, his his foundation, the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation uh, is working with youth, particularly those in underserved community. I understand you're the president and the COO of the foundation. Tell us more about the foundation. Yeah, so um, the foundation was started right after um, Malcolm's first year in the league, 2010. Um, Mm -hmm. It was born, you know, his desire to um, make a difference in the lives of uh, young people, particularly those in underserved communities. Um, Our first programs were in New Orleans, um, which was focused on providing a life skills uh, curriculum in partnership with an organization called College Track. They became our partners. Mm -hmm. Um, They provided a great academic support to uh, young people of New Orleans that were overcoming tremendous challenges, but were um, investing in themselves. And we wanted to complement that with a life skill um, curriculum with the premise that, you know, you can be an A student and make it to college, but to be successful, you need to have those soft skills. You need to know, you know, how to engage, you know, with the difficult roommates Mm -hmm. and how to make good decisions. And so the curriculum focused on um, building self-confidence, health and wellness, and just strategic thinking, right? And so we started that and built a scholarship program to complement that. So kids um, completing that program was eligible for a scholarship that went right to the students to help pay for some of those other costs that are not factored in in tuition and and books. And so we've been a partner um, in doing that work in New Orleans since 2012. And then we moved, New Jersey being the home base, we were doing football mm-hmm. camps here in New Jersey um, with Ohio, where he went graduated from Ohio State University. We made a commitment to that community. And then when he went to Philadelphia, we made a commitment to that community to invest in um, programs such as STEAM education um, in the West Philly community, which is a poverty rate of, of 51%. And so... One of the things we made a commitment to do is not to leave those communities that invested in him. So that's how we wound up um, you know, in the four states. 
is because those are communities that embraced him in his um, academic and professional career and his commitment to give back to those communities. And we still do it today. So through education programs, uh, life skills, recreation, um, and just uh, the holistic approach, even food, uh, providing the essential resources to those communities so those kids can thrive because you can't even be educated if you're hungry is his commitment um, and being a role model because there's so many people who made an investment in his life right. that he would not be where he is today without that. And without so his commitment that. is to make exactly. sure that he is that same resource to some kid, you know, that that somebody else was to him, whether it's coaches, neighbors, or whatever. Well, you know, that, so, really, that really ties into Mary's um, organization so good now. Um, Mary Nassib is uh, vital in as the, as the co-founder of that organization. Mary, can you follow up and tell us a little bit about the So Good Now uh, Foundation that you've created? Sure, I would love to. And, and all of the work that Gwen is doing, you know, through, um, uh, you know, in the areas that she's doing through her foundation, we, we actually talk about the definition of philanthropy, right? And people think about philanthropy being something that only older people or people of great wealth can, can participate in. But the reality is, is we all feel that something in our country needs to be fixed or built or strengthened. And the only way we're gonna be able to do that is for every individual to start sharing their own unique gifts, for every single person to say, what do I have that I can offer to those that are near me or will soon be near me? And everyone talks about community. What is community, right? The four of us on this call were community. Audrey and I became community way back when. I said to her, didn't know her more than five minutes. And I said, you know, I feel like this is all part of something bigger. So by us preparing our youth, by us using uh, the success that we've been blessed with in our sons and our families, you know, inspiring youth to get involved, inspiring youth to have those conversations with themselves at a much earlier age, saying, what am I passionate about? How can I help? And what's important to me? Because all philanthropy is personal. So we say, philanthropy, you're a philanthropic athlete and you're here today to help other people. And we bring diverse groups together and we do peer and near peer mentoring. And we use sports as a way to make everyone feel comfortable and confident, right? When you bring someone to volunteer and they've never been that place before, the engagement level is not nearly as high. So we work through sports to use it as a conduit. There's another important statistic that I wanted to bring up. There, we are in the midst of the greatest wealth transfer in the, in the United States history, right? $30 trillion in the next two decades is gonna change hands. What does that mean? right? What does that mean? Younger people are going to inherit the wealth from the baby boomers. And when I, when I talk to them, they are all, they, they're like goldfish at the top of the bowl when you feed it. They're so hungry for wanting to do more. And our organization spreads it out. We actually educate the older players so that they can educate the younger players. It's really systematic and it's sustainable. So it's pretty pretty exciting. And Chris Long, after the Super Bowl, you know, I was watching an interview, falling asleep, and a, and a young man from the audience said, "Hey, Chris, you know, that's great that you're able to do all those things, but what what can someone like me do?" And a lot of people are asking that. And through what Gwendolyn's doing and through what we're doing, we can get a lot more youth involved and, and uh, on a lot of different levels to change things. So it's pretty inspiring. Now, when, how, how, how did you discover your own passion? What made you, what made, okay. So like Gwendolyn was Malcolm and as a family, they seem to kind of have put it together. Where did you come up with the epiphany for your idea for the foundation that of So Good Now? Well, I know we're getting near the end of the show, but it is yeah. of a long story. I mean, I felt this calling since I've been in college, and I'm sure other people have callings, too, that they feel still have been left unanswered. And I hope that the work we're doing is going to touch those lives sooner, saying, yeah, we realize you have a family and obligation 
job, you can still be part of something bigger. And we meet the kids where they are. As you know, moms of athletes, there's really not a lot of time between school and sports and practice and games. So yeah, yeah. Meet them where they are. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, that, and that's how I feel, uh, Mary, about what I'm doing. I'm part of the human trafficking in the jail and prison ministry. And with the human trafficking, that has just been something that, um, first of all, I'm a crisis first responder chaplain. So I've seen pretty much everything going out to the crime scene, to doing the death notification, to debriefing, being involved in officer involved shootings, a different, a lot of different gamuts. But as for the, um, the human trafficking, it is so much stuff that is happening. And that's just, it weighs so heavy on my heart. Um, how people and how kids are taken and the things that they're doing and kids they need to know they need to be educated and like I told Audrey when she and I were talking I rather be I rather my child to be judged by 12 than carried by six and so if we take them and we're putting them in the jails and prison we don't need them just sitting there we need to make something for them something available for them something to entice their minds something to let them know that they can be a philanthropist when they come out of the program and everything so just they they need to know and so these are programs that we're actually doing that if you think about it and put it all together it's a puzzle that's really working itself together i think it's going to be really important to have that financial literacy and that whole digital divide address because with the transfer of wealth, if they're not prepared for that, what is it worth? So we wanna make sure that that education is delivered now. So when that transfer does happen, that you know, it's powerful and then it's meaningful and it can make a difference and it's not, not blown. <laughs> you, know, you know what, the, the, exactly. the, the financial exactly. literacy part is, you know, we all face it because our sons have come into resources that you know, unexpectedly, you know, you don't imagine a king until the king is crowned. And the one thing that they had to, to bone up on and we had to bone up on is financial literacy. That is actually one of those topics we're going to cover in a future show. I know that this seems like it just started, but we've mm-hmm. come to the end of our hour. Oh man, we were just on the roll. <laughs> we have, and, and I have so many more questions. I got so much more to say. So, you know, what <laughs> I'm going to do is we are going to have to have a future show in which we have you ladies back and we talk more in depth about some of the topics that we hit on, the foundations, the passions that we have off the field because evidently the only one that has a passion on the field is Gwendolyn because she's the only one who knew anything about football. <laughs> okay. But, we're going to close I, out this hour. We need to wrap it up. Remember, Double Down with Garrett and Mac will be live next uh, Monday at 4 o'clock Central Standard Time. Thank you, ladies. Have yes. a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Dre. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.